Welcome to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear our identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning for Chica and I to talk and rap about gossip and human connectivity and human interaction, which you were most committed to. Give us your wisdom today, Lord. Give us your strength. Give us the peace in our hearts that only you can deliver. We just love you so much. All right, Chica, we're back. Welcome. We are. We are. Thank you, Jay, for the prayer. And hello to our listeners. We are back for another episode of the Rediscovery Biblical Manhood Podcast. Well, I'm about to take off for Montana to go do some biblical manhood stuff with my youngest son. We're going off to the mountains for a week. No cell phone coverage, no internet access. It's whitewater rafting, horseback riding, rock climbing, and really just a lot of discussion between uh, men and their sons. And it's going to be a great opportunity. So, you know, we talked a lot about the masculine journey on this podcast. And my son is right in the middle of his cowboy stage headed towards Warrior. And uh, this is a this is a big step on the on the path there. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm so excited for you, and so <clears throat> so blessed that we can uh, pour into our kids intentionally. You know, you're going to the mountains of Montana, and I'm putting on my kilt and heading to the highlands of Scotland. Oh, to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> um, but but I'm going across uh, to the UK for a week as well. So listeners, just heads up, there may be a quick delay between podcasts this week. Going to watch the British Open. You're gonna yeah, have a lot of fun doing that. That's hardly doing the Braveheart thing. That's that's getting to go watch uh, <laughs> golf, which is which is my second love. Oh uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, Jay, based in wrapping off last week or riffing off last week, should I say? I believe that um, we we had an inspiring kind of, or I had an inspiring, you know, injection towards the end of the last podcast, which was around gossip, and so I felt that today we could really lean into this idea of, I call it the drama hook. You know, when you're watching a show, there's a cadence, a certain cadence on how writers write a show, right? And typically it's to hook you with some sort of drama within the show. And when we read the Gospels, there's certain drama that goes on. But then when we come into our own lives, there's another type of drama that I think that you and me in our flesh, we all lean into and we much prefer. So today, Jay, listeners, we are going to be talking about this idea of controversy, drama, and or just leaning into the, uh, the the mess. Yeah, we love it. I mean, this is part of the fallen human nature. We talked about it a little bit last episode. You know, the Bible says that gossip goes down like a tasty morsel, but man, it gives you an upset stomach. And I don't know what it is about the fallen human nature, but we love to get into the drama and it happens fast and it always leads to hurt misunderstanding or pain or broken relationships. And I think for the biblical man, we need to always be on the lookout for this as part of living by the fruit of the spirit, as part of walking in integrity, we should always be asking the question. And I've become really more and more sensitive to this as we grow, as I grow. And it's it's a topic I'm looking forward to getting into. Controversy, controversy, controversy. So listeners, I was born and raised in Australia and Growing up, I played a lot of cricket. My dad was a professional cricket player. And 
over the last three weeks, I've been sitting with my dad in my basement watching the Australia versus England massive cricket competition that's going on over in the UK right now, which maybe I might even get to see alongside with the golf, which is kind of exciting. But what's what's curious to me is how over the last couple of games, there's been a lot of commentary and a lot of chit chat around a couple of incidences that have happened within the five-day game. Jake, can you imagine watching a game once for five days? That's that's what a cricket match lasts. And, um, you know, one thing happens, and forget the five days, it all comes down to these 10 seconds and all the commentary and all of the post-match interviews and all of the 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 um the players are, are commenting around this controversy. Is that part of the spirit of the game? Is that how we should have played the game? And so forget the result. Forget all the good effort that was put into the actual game. The focus post-game now has been all about this controversy. And I think that's a great platform because you and I, Jay, when we are walking through our lives, when, when people ask for the highlights of our day, typically as a human, we lean into, well, what can I, what story can I tell? And typically those stories have a lot of drama to it, have a lot of controversy to it, and potentially that hook that we're speaking about to, to feel like we've had some value in the day. We love to hear ourselves speak. We like to be center stage in the story. And something about drama and gossip puts us center stage, puts us right in the spotlight. And some part of our human nature, our fallen nature, really feeds on that. We could, we could pivot then to social media as well. And I know I mentioned last podcast where when we're watching our reels or we're catching up with friends, typically the posts that we see are soaked in this idea of what can I put out there or I'm only going to put out there something that may cause a conversation, whether that be a good conversation or a not so good conversation. Jay, you know, humbly, I've had to catch myself recently when even amongst brothers that, that we circle ourselves with, I've been forwarding stuff that gives me a laugh, but why does it give me a laugh? Because there's some sort of political, there's some sort of drama hook, there's some sort of uh, controversy that's involved with the post. I mean, it, it's engaging, right? We watch car crashes. We watch them. You know, if, if you are in a picture and you're looking at pictures and you happen to be in it, the first thing you'll do is look at yourself. I mean, it is it is so interesting. We we love we we love, I guess, the action. And, you know, some of the stuff Jesus gets into, I think sometimes the fallen nature of us is like, well, that's kind of boring. It's a little vanilla. Like, let's get, let's get something going on in here. Let's get some action. The challenge is that very rarely when we're engaged in these sorts of controversies, are we actually trying to help? Are we moving towards restoration, recovery? Are we thinking about the broken human that we're, we're engaged with and what's going on. And, and most importantly, are we even listening to each other? I see a lot of times in, in this area, people want to get their opinion out. They want to be heard. They want to say their oh, piece. Boy. But are we actually listening to what is really going on here? What's happening? What are we trying to resolve? How are we getting back to restoration? That, that's a really good point there, Jay. And as you were speaking, I was thinking to myself, Jesus was kind of controversial for his day and age, just a little, right? Just a little controversy there with Jesus. But the controversy that we're talking about is not necessarily the same controversy that we may refer to in the Gospels. Um, I'm speaking about the controversy of our need as humans to hook other people with drama. I don't believe Jesus was dramatic and stood up. Imagine, and I'm thinking of the, 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 
the visual of the chosen where he stood up on a stage about to give his big greatest sermon ever and then led with controversy i think the challenge is you know we've talked about the major theme and the minor theme chica and why do so many humans hang out in the minor theme because in the minor theme we're the star of the story and the world revolves around us but in the major theme it doesn't and i think jesus was so major theme that when 99% of controversy hit him he's like this is not even important this is this is not even important let's get back to thinking about the major theme and let's get back to human interaction that is the way that god wants it to be which is love and i mean that sounds so pious but the challenge is think about most of the drama you'll participate in today it will end up being meaningless and you won't remember it even tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, I heard a statement yesterday that said, most graves go unvisited. Most graves go unvisited. Meaning the things that we think are so important, so critical, like in 10 years, no one's even going to care. What were you doing in 1985? Like who even remembers? So what is really important? And I, I've, I've noticed the farther I go in my life, the higher I go in organizations, the more authority I have. I spend most of my day just trying to resolve conflict between people and get them back to, hey, what is really important? What do we really need to talk about to move the ball forward? And how do we get past this blocker that is creating waves everywhere because we're all turning and gossiping or creating controversy or getting fired up and excited about something that's super not helpful? In 1985, I was in Miss Elechner's class, actually, first grade, just so you know. I know where I was. And I got in trouble that class because I was drawing inappropriate things with my crayons, apparently. <laughs> um, <clears throat> controversy, Jay. Wow. I think of, um, I think of Scripture, and I want to just take a, a second to, to lean into what Scripture says about the idea of controversy. And just as you were finishing up there, I, I had two words pop into my head. One was unhealthy, and the other one was envy stirring unhealthy and envy stirring when i say unhealthy this this morbid need for us to to fight to feel significant you you talked about posting online or getting into online battles right it was funny that during we just celebrated the 4th of july here in america and i was speaking to some friends at tennis and i said what are you guys doing for this 4th of july celebration and they said we're actually going home to get on our facebook feeds to watch the controversy that unravels when people are talking about their dogs being scared because of the fireworks. I'm like, wow, that's how you spend 4th of July, not with people on Facebook, right? So there's that unhealthy idea of fighting online to try and feel significant. But then there's that envy stirring as well. And the envy story is kind of that FOMO, that fear of missing out or, oh, I want to be first to the post with this controversial kind of new thing that's just happened to stir envy or to seem like I'm a little bit more ahead than anybody else with their information. And Jay, I think, I think that ultimately that is not what we're called to do, right? The gospels do not say, go and stir envy amongst, amongst you. Go and be unhealthy with your conversations. What are some scriptures that pop into your head? I, I, I think of Paul speaking in Timothy a lot, and I'm going to read some scripture in just a moment. I, I think of Hebrews, there's a passage in chapter 10, I think, verses 24 and 25, and he talks about encouraging one another, moving towards the goal, not getting caught up, not stopping meeting together. And one of the things you were just talking about there, I read an article yesterday, was titled, What Did We Do Before Cell Phones? What did we do with our time before cell phones? Yeah. And I think, I think, and I've been doing a lot of research the last year around the impact of technology. 
I actually don't think we're participating in life anymore. I think we've all become observers, right? And Theodore Roosevelt has this incredible excerpt from one of his speeches. Uh, it's called The Man in the Arena, and you should Google it, look it up. But, but it talks about the difference between two kinds of people. The person in the arena whose face is marred with dust and sweat and blood, they're participating in life, man. They are engaged. They're doing meaningful work. They're moving the ball forward. They, they do not waste time with nonsense. And then there's the people that are watching and criticizing. And, and what I fear is that we've become a giant society of watchers and criticizers. And so few of us are in the arena anymore. And, and, and the challenge with the technology and the social media and the way it's rewired our brains is that's what we think is living. We go visit a place and instead of enjoying and soaking it in, we take pictures of it and move on. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like You didn't enjoy that. You, you, you documented that. Like, it, and I don't know how to describe that better, Chica, other than I feel like we've all taken a step backwards and we're no longer participating. We're watching. Man, we could wrap the pod there and, and kind of say we've got our action step, right? This year, it's go get dirty. Um, I know that Brene Brown, who is a, a great TED Talk speaker and, and a brilliant woman, uh, also has a very similar kind of idea where where she says, hey, I put out my stuff, my research, and here are all of these comments that are coming down my feed talking about how fat I am, not my research. And she says, would you just come out of the grandstands right now and come stand with me right here where I'm doing the dirty work? And that, that's a great watch if you've ever got that. I want to jump back real quickly to um, to Timothy though. Jay, in, in 2 Timothy 2, 23 to 26, Paul writes, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everybody, able to teach patiently, enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. Oh, there's a big one, correcting with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of truth, and they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil after being captured him to do his will. So if I was to kind of paraphrase that, Jay, I would kind of think that Paul's trying to say to us today, as you speak about sitting in the grandstands, as you speak about um, commenting on other folks, it's like, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they just breed quarrels. Well, I think this brings us back to the major theme. What does God want from us, biblical men, at this time, at this moment? You know, Chica, you know, I've pretty much stopped watching the news stop reading the news. I, I get one blog post I read every day, it kind of catches me up. And it's been a lot better. The, 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 I think, you know, what does God want from us? He wants us engaged, finding people, loving people, leading for his kingdom, spreading his good news. And what is the good news of the gospel? You know, it's that there is an answer. There's victory. Life isn't a misery. This is a waiting area. It's a holding room for true life, right? That's what we believe. That's what Christians believe. Christians believe that our time on this earth is just a tiny fraction of our real life, of our real life. I spent um, the last couple of weeks re-listening to The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. It's his really, really neat book about heaven and hell and, and really does a good job explaining heaven and hell, which I think is you know tough for people to wrap their minds around, especially in the modern scientific age. And it was just such a great reminder that we get to choose. And I think this participation, this whole topic of gossip, we actually have the freedom to choose how we're going to be. And, and as a Christian man, you're called to swim up the stream, not down it. And swimming up the stream would be a man that is not engaging in strife, but looking to resolve. He's a peacemaker, blessed, 
are those peacemakers. Jay, you bring up so many points. I mean, if you think of a fuel tank, right? If you think, and maybe even our Apple devices now do this, where it gives you a kind of weekly report of where we've spent our time on our phone. And if, as, as you were just speaking there, you know, eliminating the news, I've often, and I'm sure the listeners too, have had the discussion when you're scrolling or you're watching that you say to yourself, huh, could I be spending more time in scripture? Huh, could I be spending more time with Jesus right now versus numbing myself out doing whatever I'm doing? Maybe that's, Jay, where we, where we, where we could focus this week when we're thinking about controversy, when we're thinking about spending our time doing what we're doing. Maybe we need to really just flip it, close it, and, and, and pray. Jay, if you were praying right now, what would you be praying for in this topic? You know, for me, if I was praying about it, the biggest prayer I've had recently in the last six months is just, what is it you're asking of me right now, Lord, in the major theme? What do you want me to go do? I'm trying to figure out, and that's, that probably sounds like too much work, but really just allowing Jesus to guide me every day. And that's not the path he's going to guide us down. So if you're scrolling and you ask the Lord, what should I be doing with my time right now? I guarantee you two things. He's going to answer you. And the answer is not going to be scrolling. I don't know what the answer will be, but it won't be sit on your bed and continue to medicate by scrolling Facebook and reading all these posts that are doing nothing for your spirit. It won't be that. And so, you know, I'm, I talked a minute ago about, Hey, we're a wisp of smoke. We've got a different life that we're headed towards. Okay. So I have an assignment here. The Bible says, if you're a biblical man, that God made you on purpose for a purpose, he gave you a specific assignment. You're a member of his army. Uh, okay. What am I supposed to be doing right now? Am I, am I, Am I a spy? Am I supposed to be running papers? Am I on the front lines? Am I a corporal? Like, what do I? What am I supposed to be doing? That's the prayer I've got, Chica, lately, and I don't have the answer to that. But you know, it is a wholly different conversation with the Lord when you're asking, "What is it I'm supposed to be doing in the major theme?" Rather than, "How do I worry about my minor theme and what I need to do and my finances and my work and gossip?" And that leads me down to let me get involved in all the chaos because that feels a lot better mm. than uh, staring at the life I'm not pleased with. Wow! Wow! I think there's a wrap right there. Um, you know, we spoke to Timothy before and and I jumped to Proverbs as I was thinking about this idea of, of gossip and controversy. And, you know, Solomon had some really wise counsel in, in Proverbs 15 for his sons, um, should they engage with others in the face of conflict. You know, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You know, the tongue of the wise commands knowledge. Um, the, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. You know, and when I when I think of a soft answer, Jay, as as Solomon said there, it's recognizing that God is in charge, and and having this gentle tongue. I, I further down in the in the stanzas, there was the lips of the wise spread knowledge, not so the heart of fools. Right, a scoffer does not like to be reproved; he will not go to the wise. All of these kind of proverbs are really speaking to every single thing that <clears throat> that we've been speaking about today. And I think as we kind of come and bring it all together in the crescendo here, our goal is not to win an argument. Our goal is not to go and start or pour onto a fire. Our goal is to go and lead somebody to Jesus. And so as we close today, that's my prayer, Jay, for myself, for our listeners, for you, is that every time we are nudged this week to go and controversy, drama, hook other folks, that we're hooking them towards Jesus, not towards some earthly, non-consequential um, gossip. Yeah, that's so well said, Chica. And the thought I would leave everyone with is a soft answer does not make you a soft man. Amen. 
Well, listeners, we are going to take a break for a couple of weeks as Jay and I are both on the road. Um, We are going to be praying for this podcast, praying for all of you that are tuning in. Please go and leave us a review. We would love to hear from you as well. We've put the email to contact us um, for, for topics. Hey, if you want to come on the podcast, we'd be happy to have a conversation around what that looks like and what we want to talk about. So have a great week. God bless. And we will speak to you very soon.